0: I am the architect. I created the Matrix. Shall we play a game? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, good evening, whatever time zone you're in. This is Bob Sherwood, running for president of the United States of America, coming to you with an update. You probably want to know how I'm doing. Well, first... I haven't raised my $5,000 yet, although I do have it in a bank account so I may I may use that because in order for me to be listed as a runner for President of the United States on the Federal Election Committees list, I must show a bank account, a bank account manager and $5,000. I have no idea why they came up with those numbers and probably they don't either. Now, Holidays. It's a wonderful life. You've all seen the movie, right? With James Stewart and I believe Donna Reed or Donna Mills, somebody like that. Anyway, of course the movie is Uncle Billy loses the $8,000 cash and when people hear about that they go to the bank and tr- or go to James Stewart's uh, savings and loan and try to withdraw money and of course he doesn't have the cash he doesn't have the cash. Now that brings up the issue of the Federal Reserve. One of the things the Federal Reserve was founded to take care of, which is exactly that. They want to make sure that banks, if there's a run on the bank, people go to the bank and say, give me my money in cash, the bank has enough cash. If they don't have it, they go to the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve would give them the cash. Now we know they don't have enough cash in most cases because they loan out $9 or more for every dollar they take in. And if people were to go in and want their money back out, that would cause a real problem with their loan to asset ratio. Think about it, by the way, if you don't get that. That's one of the things the Federal Reserve does is fix that loan to asset ratio. It used to be 40 to 1. Now I understand it's 9 to 1, which means they can loan out $9 for every dollar they take in. Okay, what's this got to do with anything? It has to do with the fact that one of my policies was the Federal Reserve. Um, Get rid of it or significantly modify it. Because right now the Federal Reserve raising interest rates in order to stifle people from buying things remember they're the ones that said we are the cause of inflation because we're spending too much money don't even get into the 1.8 trillion dollar budget that the government just spent that's beside the point or they're about to spend that's beside the point the really really issue is that in one of my policies I want to get rid of the fed or severely restrict what they can do because interest rates should just float let them decide Uh, where they are. For example, how many other countries have a federal uh, reserve that does what our Federal Reserve does? In many countries, the interest rate is allowed to float. In other words, banks charge what they can get and what they can give away, and if they can't, they have to raise the interest rate they give on deposits to get more money into the bank. Banks sell money. If they want my money, then pay me 8%. Now. The point is banks aren't allowed to float the interest rate on money it's not a supply and demand it's not a market issue the federal reserve is setting that they're telling the banks how much they charge the banks for interest rate for interest rate on money uh, uh, it's kind of an awkward sentence i get it but here's the point the idea of having enough cash in a bank to cover withdrawals is probably 50 years old It's not even important anymore because you don't withdraw money ever. I don't go to the bank withdraw money. Uh, It's all electronic. It's all uh, numbers after an account code. So there's not going to be a run on the bank for cash, which eliminates one of the things the Fed does. So get rid of them. And the interest rate raising and lowering, which is called monetary policy, is absurd. Yes, things go, prices rise too fast, and so they raise interest rates, make things even more expensive. Now, when companies don't sell things, what do they do? They they, they cut their inventories. They don't lower their price generally, some of them do, but they cut inventories. So what I mean is, is that the people that get the rear end of the stick on raising interest rates is us. It's you and me. Companies are virtually protected from, it, and banks certainly are. Uh, if they got, a, if they have to pay more money for their money that they borrow from the Fed, what do they do? Well, they they charge more interest. That's what they do. Um, go to the bank now. What is interest rate on a loan? Four percent, five percent, six percent. They don't care. If the, if the Fed loans them money at 8%, they're going to loan it out at 12 or 13. You see the problem with the Fed controlling that point? The banks don't care because the Fed has given them a playing field that you and I can never have in a product area. So, yes, get rid of the Fed. Now, I had some really interesting uh, emails uh A fellow named Larry, or Lawrence, from California, wrote me a very interesting email on my educational policy, which is, you know, free education. And I'm going to come back to the penalty uh, for not doing things, or let's say the conditions under which education would not be free. I'm going to come back to that in a second, but I want to respond to the issue of education that Larry brought up. Larry said, hey, what about labs? very good point, I think. Uh, chemistry lab, biology labs, those maybe you have to do face-to-face, but with the meta, in other words, with the oculus and things like that, you'll be able to basically you know, replace a hip bone or hip uh, just like a surgeon almost in real time. Maybe Maybe he'll feel the, the saw as you're cutting through the person's bone or maybe the blood will get over you I, I don't know how that will work but frankly a lot of laboratories uh, in my experience have been a waste of time but clearly if you can actually emulate the actual things going on in the lab with a uh, oculus then that would be the best way to do it now maybe there's some other parts of the lab that can't be emulated but clearly the way the surgery training is going it's going toward Oculus, doing things with the local surgeon, having him almost control your hands, or you control his hands, but you're actually doing the surgeon, the surgery. Uh, oh, by the way, nothing new in the airline area. They've been doing, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, uh, airline uh, pilot uh, training in these large devices for years. They, they simulate a situation in the... <laughs> where the pilot crashes and dies, and they try it again. And the pilot keeps trying it until finally he figures out how to land the airplane. My gosh, that's wonderful. Well, if you do that with a 777 or a 767 or a 737 and train pilots, you should be able to do that to train people to do laboratory tests. So Larry, I hear what you're saying on the training issue, but I think the technology is going to solve that problem for the most part. That's not to say there won't be exceptions because eventually the person has to actually replace hip bone without the oculus but by then he's probably done 30 or 40 of them almost in real time and almost in real life. So the metaverse, the oculus, doing things in real time with your hands is going to probably revolutionary the whole concept of, of uh, what we do in a laboratory and how we train ourselves to do things, right? And that's only going to get better and better. So uh, I'm going to stop there for a second because I want to make sure that people understand that free education is still the best way to do it. When I say do it, what do I mean? I mean even the playing field for everybody. If you're smart enough or you're, or you're willing to work hard enough to stay in school, it should be free. shouldn't be, oh, I can't go because I can't afford it. I hear this all the time on the television or the the radio a person says yeah it's too expensive I can't go to school I have to work well it should be free so you don't have to do that now if it's going to be free what are you going to have to do to make it free to make it free to make education free and this is my next policy you must have gone to your community service. That's right. Community service will be required of everybody between the ages of 18 and 25. Community service will be two years. It will be obligatory. Now, if you don't do your community service, the education is not free. Now, there may be some logistic issues there in, in coordinating your community service with free education. I'm gonna let the details be worked out later. But the point is is that uh, we have too many people who don't understand, in fact, are not happy about living in America. Uh, Warren Buffett always said we should be all totally happy that we were born here in America. That We're already one leg up on people born in other countries. I agree with that. But we forget that. So, for example, you may have seen the, uh, the news lately where some students say if such and such doesn't happen, they're going to leave the country. Well, in my opinion, we should just say, fine, go ahead and leave the country. Where are you going to go? What country you're going to go to is going to be better? Are you going to Mexico, to Venezuela, to China, to Canada? See, these are just stupid things that people say Without thinking. Now, the Mormons, uh, as far as I know, have been having these uh, two year uh, uh, service issues for years, and it works for them. Uh, We should have it in the United States. Two years. Now, you can can join the military for two years. You can become a teacher. You could pick up beer cans off of the highway. Uh, You could uh, work in uh, inner cities. You could work in underserved areas. You could build houses for the people that can afford houses. There's an unlimited number of ways you could do community service, and it will be run, unfortunately, but it has to be run by some department of the government, maybe Department of Commerce. Maybe we do away with the whole concept of the Department of Education, and they run the two-year community service program. So that is very important uh, for people to actually do things for America. They could go to work for the Red Cross and maybe help in – in countries that have big disasters. But it will be community service so people can see that what America actually does. I mean, if you really look at what we do, it's quite incredible. I mean, we help almost every country in the world. We give them money, we, we give them time, we give them support, we give them supplies, we give them medical medical supplies. I don't see anything coming from China and the United States or from China or Russia or other countries into these other countries in the world. If I do, maybe it's there, but America is always doing it, yet we forget that. So community service solves that problem. Everybody, everybody, every person between the ages of 18 and 25 will have to do two years of community service. I have friends in Switzerland. It's required there. Now there, they most of them do military, but in my mind, you don't have to go to the military, Right but community service is compelling or will be compelled now i'm sure it's going to be in into the courts people will object oh my gosh you can't you can't force me to do this or force me to do that so the the quid pro quo is free education community service no community service no free education now can you still pay for education i sure i, I think you can just like if you were to have free medical care, you could, you could go to doctors and pay them with money, but that shouldn't always be the condition of getting medical care. Just like, just like going to school shouldn't always be the condition of do you have enough money. I'm hoping that some presidential candidate, maybe Mike Pompeo, somebody like that who's really considering, or maybe the, the gentleman in Florida Will really consider policies that change America, that make it better than it is now. Free education would do that. Free Wi-Fi would do that. We've talked about that. We need the best electronic highway in the world, not the worst, the best electronic highway, electronic Wi-Fi. Free education, community service. You could elect to work. For the government Heaven forbid for two years You could work for the IRS You could work for um, Not a political party But for example Maybe counting ballots I mean there's all kinds of things That you could do As a a community service volunteer That would get you to understand Get the the young people anyway To understand The kind of things America does The kind of things That you can be proud of So that people will be proud to be American. Not, oh my gosh, you know, we're a horrible country. That's not a very good feeling to have. So we need to be able to say to ourselves, I'm proud to be American. I see what America does. I mean, you may not like what's going on on our border. You may not like the immigrants coming across. You may realize it's a problem. These are illegal immigration. On the other hand, how many other countries would even put up with it? Probably none. In fact, we give money to Ukraine to protect their borders and our borders are open. Um, I have great empathy for the people that come from another country here. They come here for a better life. I don't see I don't see Americans lining up to go to Venezuela. I don't see Americans lining up to go to Mexico or Colombia or any of these other countries, like, hey, I want to take me to China. I want to live there. But we forget those things. So in my policies for president, we have community service. We have a Wi-Fi highway. We have free education. The federal election committee we get rid of, and the Fed, we completely scale down. In fact, I'm not sure if they have a role anymore. They don't have to worry about cash. And if we let interest rates float, in other words, if we look at interest rates as being a product, then banks would compete. I would go to the bank that gave me the highest interest rates. And the bank would be forced to basically become efficient in their own area, become, become efficient so that they could actually show a profit let's face it i mean, now if the, if the if the feds charge them more money they simply raise the amount of interest rates they charge they're not really forced to become efficient they're they're a guaranteed money maker let's make them competitive banks should compete for the money that they offer supply and demand let my bank call me and say sherwood hey I'll give you your money. I'll, I'll, I'll give you 4% on your money. Then I'll go to Wells Fargo. You give me 5 Let it be a supply and demand. Why should they get a platform of automatic profitability? They just do because we've gotten used to it. We need a president who will step forward, step up, and announce some far-sweeping changes that will give America and Americans pride in their own country. I feel like we should all blackball Stanford for for saying that the word American now should be eliminated, that it's racial to say American. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it as often as I like. I am an American. My parents were born I believe, in Germany or Scotland or England, but I'm still an American. Now, that's all I've got for today. That's kind of an update. I'm hoping by the next time I give you an update, I've worked through this $5,000 issue, and I'm going to get my name on the Federal Election Committee list, even though one of my policies is abolish them, because they don't do what people think they do. They don't control the way money flows into a political party. All they do is report it. Because no matter how many different ways they set up these political action committees, somebody with a lot of money can still get that money to support their candidate to get the theoretical quid pro quo. And even if it's not a quid pro quo, if I'm very wealthy and I know my candidate believes in things that I believe in, even if I don't want a photo op with that person, I would still be promoting what they're doing because their philosophy, their beliefs, their policies are consistent with mine. But I'm not wealthy. I don't have to worry about that, all right? But I'm hoping that if you spread the word, listeners, you you take these podcasts and send them around, maybe Fox News will call me. Maybe they'll ask me about these policies. Why am I doing it? Is it because I'm 80 years old and I think this is the end of the world? No, it's because I've lived through, I don't know how many different presidents since 1950 from Truman to uh, Biden. And we need a whole different view about policies, top level policies. So that's all I've got for today. Thanks very much. I really appreciate you listening. Spread the word. Spread the word. Let's see if we can't get one or two of these policies into some presidential's platform. Wouldn't it be great if a a couple of months from now somebody announced, hey, we're going to have a Wi-Fi system, the best in the world. We're going to have free education. Let's work for that. Now, maybe we can't get it in a year or even two years. Wouldn't that be a great national initiative to have? And if we don't have that, what other national initiative do we have? It seems like to me the biggest national initiative we have now is what I call the proxy war. I don't think that most people are very proud of that. Okay, signing off. Bob Sherwood, have a great day, and I'll see you in a few days or talk to you in a few days and spread the word. I need the help.